What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It's our fourth episode in a row. I forgot to mention yesterday that uh, yesterday we did three episodes in a row and it broke the record for most Yala Bud episodes recorded in succession. Yeah, and look at us today, man. It's Saturday, yeah, Saturday morning, man. Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning, we're like fucking doing this, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah, and we woke up early to research, man. So so we got some goods for you today. Yeah, yeah. Today is gonna be an yeah. interesting one. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so but, but, as but always, like, yeah. uh, but the truth is, uh, uh, even Friday night last night, right? There were yeah. still like constituency rallies and uh and and things like that. So, uh, it, every day there's something like It's interesting every single day, lah. So so yeah, it's be, basically like what you say, lah. You turn on your TV at eight PM, there'll be something, lah. Yeah, but do you get a sense right. of like? <laughs> I have I, every time I, walk, I hear the you know the party broadcast vehicle cut past by my house, I got this sense yeah. of like Hunger Games that kind of dystopia going on here. Do you do you feel that in the air? My my feeling is like who the fuck can hear them, man? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it feels like one of those things that okay, maybe twenty years ago when there was no other information source, it made sense. Mm-hmm. But now with so much out there, it just feels like okay. Honestly, even those who are listening, right? Who has ever heard more than just like? Blah, 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 blah. And you think, what the fuck is that? You go out, you see this this truck that's going. It, it feels like such an outdated thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it feels and, like, and do, almost like, um, you just need to be physically felt that maybe. That's what they're trying to go for. So like, a big vehicle with a flag and all that. So that, but that, does, that every, yeah. does every party have the vehicle? Or is it just a resource issue again? Uh, I think every party at least has one lah. I mean, if, even if you have resource issue, I'm sure you can get a volunteer to volunteer the car to put flags on it lah, you know, and drive around. Yeah, but then, but then it also feels like so. Okay, one thing I know. Okay, I I have to say this caveat that being uh contesting in an election, especially if you're opposition party, you're facing a fucking uphill battle. There's so mm-hmm. much to do. You're probably not sleeping now. Yeah. But it feels like the messages they're playing in these trucks are the same messages that they maybe played ten years ago. Yeah. You know, in this day yeah. and age, why not, you know, just just funk it up a bit, you know? Have funk like some, some funky, <laughs> yeah, some music and shit like that. Otherwise, it just feels like what you said. It's either Hunger Games, North Korea, or what it probably feels like in, uh, actually, China, I don't think they need to do this like, because there's no, there's no yeah, real there's opposition. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's I don't no think in North Korea they what need to saying? do this also. <laughs> yeah, so I fuck, yeah, wrong examples, wrong examples. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious. I'm, I have no idea what they're saying. All I see is this flag and yeah, it is a bit dystopian uh. Mm-hmm. Right. But but it, but it it makes me excited lah to do this podcast every day because it feels like we are like you know underground reporting and then I've had people come up to me, hey, you better be careful uh, that kind of thing. So oh, I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what, you got that feeling? Yeah, yeah I got that. I got that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> and then at the same time we open up Spotify, we're like, hey, people actually give a shit about politics. Fucking number six, bro. Yeah, we made it. To, I mean, we went from like thirteen on before day one, then we went to nine, then eight, then six. Come yeah. on, guys, we can do it. Yeah. Um, but today's podcast is also a little interesting in the how in how the sense in fuck what am I saying in the sense of how we are going to approach it. But before that, we have to do our mandatory. It's almost like we got our own political broadcast also about asking yeah. people to help share the podcast. Yeah, you complain about <laughs> them, then you yourself every fucking day say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <that's why laughs> I have to put up. Welcome, my fellow Yalabatas. You know, yeah. elections. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, by the way, I, I want to just shout out to uh, Don Xiao who told me that basically what Harish was describing Vivian Balakrishnan doing during the debate with his fingers yeah. together, yeah. there's a word for it. It's called steepling. Is it? Yeah, steepling. there's literally a word. Yeah, it's called steepling. Like, you know, when so, you put so, your fingers yeah. together in like a pyramid like that. Yeah. It's like when you're praying, but with, 
Wait, but it does a gap in between, lah, right? Yeah. Oh, it's steepling, ah. Steepling, oh, like you shit. know, See, steeple. I knew, yeah, I knew there was a fucking term for it, man. Yeah, there was steepling. a term for it. Yeah, Vivian B bringing back <laughs> the steep. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, it, go ahead. Yeah, and plug, what? Plug, plug. Yeah, you just you just interrupted my own broadcast, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we we I mean literally the past few days I think our podcast download rate has been increasing like. Like 50-60% Which is great So thank you to, to all those Who are sharing this podcast With your friends If you haven't mm, You know mm. just It would be nice And <laughs> I think someone posted On Reddit saying that They actually did share it With their friend Because they feel bad For us having to plug at, at the start of every podcast So <laughs> yeah Even if you don't want to We will guilt trip you Into it lah. Yeah. So yeah. with that said Why is today's podcast Interesting Or why is our approach Today interesting Terrence Because we are I mean the last few days We've been focusing on Like very on the ground stuff that has been happening. Now we're going to take a bit of a higher level view and then go on to the internets, uh, specifically Reddit Singapore. Lah, and just mm. take a look at a couple of uh, articles about who to vote for that have caught fire recently. Uh, mm. And I think, uh, I mean, we I, I can't say for certain that they're viral, but at the same time, I think they also represent uh, quite a lot of what people feel, but also there are people speaking up against it. Lah. So it's a mm. it's a very interesting thing to discuss, and we're going to take take it from a very high level of uh, maybe maybe sort of a uh, playing devil's advocate lah to these articles, right? Say pro PAP lah, fuck <laughs> devil's advocate all. <laughs> but I mean, for real, yeah. like we we do realize that we are left leaning. Uh, we've been gushing over James Lim and WP's. You, party. No, no, no. You have been gushing me, over. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're the one with the big man crush. No, okay. So I think WP has been killing it on social media. But mm. I'm also seeing more comments, be it on uh, Reddit or on the Facebook. There's a Facebook group called SG Opposition. Mm. And uh, that is really hardcore uh, opposition. But just in prelim, uh, just chats with my friends and all that. And someone posted on Reddit uh, yesterday... Uh, which mm. which kind of made was interesting like It was posted in response to our podcast about Jameis Lim. The user's name is Zamork, and mm. basically it echoed something that I'm seeing more of, which is making me question my own beliefs. Also, is is well, what this redditor posted is that after the debates where we saw Jameis Lim versus Vivian Balakrishnan, they she or she and their friends of uh at what what uh they claim to be politically neutral actually felt Vivian Balakrishnan came out ahead lah. Mm, and mm. basically at the crux of it is okay WP is doing a great job on social media but are they really having an impact or is it because we saw this in 2015 right it seemed like there was a lot of traction like fucking opposition the rallies were huge but in the yeah. end PAP got more uh, percentage votes than 2011 so mm. and just speaking to okay like my older family members and all I don't know if how much WP doing on social media which they also admit is cool is actually changing perspectives yeah, I mean, so then, I think yeah. we also come from uh, where we have friends who are uh, almost in the the PAP candidate kind of sphere, like, in the sense that yeah. they are doing jobs in as doctors, lawyers, civil servants, uh, you know, GLCs, uh, NTUC, SAF. And we hear mm. their perspectives on, on things. And um, yeah, it, it, might, it might be very different from what everyone else who are not one of those six categories feels about things. Like. So, so yeah. it might be worth to examine uh, what those people put put on the hat or put ourselves in the shoes of those people and sort of explain why some of these arguments about why, for example, this Reddit uh, article is a non-exhaustive list of why I'm giving the opposition a chance. Why articles yeah. like that will be shot down by them, lah? Right? Yeah. So, so I guess yeah. yeah. The, the caveat is that 
we are just doing this because what we have found uh, to be useful even in this podcast on Reddit is that when we kind of have to argue our points or play the role of the devil's advocate, uh, it kind of reaffirms our own beliefs or makes mm. us think twice. So now, today, we're going to be, we are going to be pro-PAP. Okay, mm. pro-fucking-PAP. Like, PAP is our jam. Yeah. Uh, but just for the sake of trying to understand, and, and I guess not just the people who are doing well uh, in air quotes by the traditional sense, like, like working in a GLC, uh, working in finance, working in law, but just to understand why or whether or not like the everything we are hearing about the opposition is is how would someone who maybe is pro PAP not not because they were born in the sixties or fifties but because yeah they are having a a good life la. Yeah. So maybe right. uh, shall we start with that one? Sure. The sure. non-exhaustive list of why I'm giving the opposition a chance. So shout yeah, out sure. to oh my god his his username is arg no don't shoot me. So this was posted I think about twenty two hours ago and we know it's already because he addresses it by high Reddit Reddit porians uh, and yeah. um, and he says he it's on the Singapore subreddit lah. Yeah, we're not going to go into like read it out to you because you can check it out. But he says that you know he takes pride in considering the whole picture before making a decision. So he's decided for the first time in his life to give the opposition a chance for this election cycle, and then yeah. he lists down some of his main reasons why lah. So to go into his first reason, uh, you want to talk talk about that, which is the opposition has matured. <clears throat> Mm. Correct. That's yeah. a very high level, and and he goes on to describe it like, and I think this kind of echoes what we are seeing on social media. That okay, yeah. you know, Pritam Singh from the Workers Party, he's strong, credible, measured. Jameis Lim also similar. They are able to provide contrarian views mm. and articulate it. Yeah. Uh, and then PSP, you know, we we talked about Tan Cheng Bok, the ADO badass, uh, who was even got even more credibility when Lee Hsien Yang, uh, kind of has shown visible support, yeah. and then. Yeah, he says basically if opposition does well, it will trigger a virtuous cycle. But yeah. so then, so what what would you say to that when when you read the opposition has matured? I mean, uh, I think one of the memes that was going around say about Jameis Lim was that if Jameis was running as a PAP candidate, uh, yeah. he would have been shot down as uh, elitist, talking with a twang. You know, he's uh, you know out of touch because he's talking using all these big words. And he spent time away from Singapore. Yeah, he spent so much time away from Singapore. How much does he know on the ground? So, so that's some of the criticisms that I see uh, PAP supporters are making la, of Jameis Lim, la, right? Uh, mm. so, and do you agree? I mean, th- my my thought is uh, don't judge him by his, his accent or how much time he spent away, but by, by, his con- by the content la, of his, what he's saying. And ultimately, he grew up in Singapore. Even if you spend time away from Singapore, but you spend your formative years in one country, I feel... You gotta give it a chance, lah. But hey, I thought we are being pro PAP here, so we're trying to like. Oh yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, if, if, myself. <laughs> yeah, if everything asks me, do I agree? I'm just gonna like keep like backtracking and everything. So yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. So I today, mean, today so, is pro PAP Terence and pro PAP Harish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, them saying the opposition has matured, like uh, it's like basically giving them a, a chance, a, a carrot, uh, uh, yeah, like a chance, uh, just a a free chance, uh, right? Whereas, yeah. but they they to to be fair. Uh, they haven't been proven, la, right? Like PAP candidates have been proven in parliament, right? Yeah. I mean, this argument about opposition has matured. So this person who who kind of says, okay, given the first time, we we don't really know how old this person is, right? Mm-hmm. But the but opposition has matured. I mean, even if you look back to 2015, Lo Tia Kiang was a pretty badass opposition. La. And before yeah. that, you had Chiam Si Tong, you have had Chi Sun Juan, who, although he can be quite adversarial, mm-hmm. uh, he knows his 
he knows how to play the political game. Yeah. So that's why the opposition is mature. Is it just like, I am more aware, I'm less pathetic now, right? So mm. I, for me, if I wasn't, uh, if I was pathetic last time and didn't care, now I'm less pathetic. In my mind, opposition has matured. But mm-hmm. what if they have been matured all the, all along yeah. and it's just something that every election people say, but yeah. we know that the result's going to be the case, the yeah, same case, you know? And the other thing also is like, when you say opposition has matured, you think about the range of the different types of opposition. I mean, on one spectrum, you get a Jay Muslim. But on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, you could get someone from like, like Charles Yeo from Reform Party and all that. Like, it's very different levels that we're talking about, right? Whereas with yeah. the PAP, okay, fine, you know, they maybe there's an Ivan Lim once in a while. But for the most part, everyone has to have had proven themselves in some uh, capacity whether in uh in, in the jobs or in the SAF or even in social work and stuff like that. So to me yeah. that that maybe there is an argument that a PAP candidate goes through much more rigorous screening la, than an opposition candidate who can join a Lim Lim Tian and then after that, you know, be giving a speech on national TV for two minutes, la, right? Yeah. yeah. There's just something inbuilt into the PAP system because it's been there for so long already. La. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like just saying the opposition has matured and yeah. uh, like, okay, so so that's where that's where I feel that if if you really are a PAP supporter, which I am today, just for the for the sake yeah. of it. And okay, so even when I say just for the sake of it, I mean I think there's a lot that the government does that doesn't get credit. So I wouldn't say I'm a non-PAP supporter. I'm just a non-supporter of some of their policies and some of their comms. But back to the discussion, the mm. this kind of argument, right? Like, does it? It it just feels like one of those feel good things that actually means nothing. Like what what the fuck does it mean to say the opposition has matured? What is yeah? They are four years older than they were f- like uh, like last time la. Maybe mm. Pritam has a long has a bigger beard and yeah. people are more more uh how you say uh, eloquent, more articulate. But if you look on the PAP yeah. side, some of their politicians have also matured. We have spoken about Tin Bailing, right? Yep, who has yep, kind of correct. redeemed herself. So yeah. so as much as the opposition has matured, to me this argument. Just, it, yeah, playing devil's advocate is so easy to shoot down. And it doesn't give right? uh, credit to, I mean, even like the PAP, like like you say, like Tin Pei Ling, but even someone like Chan Chun Seng who started off on a quite wrong foot during the, during his, when he first entered office, you know, with his yeah. Kichu Kichu thing. Now, you know, I mean, he still makes all these gaffes once in a while, but you know that he he can get through his shit, like he knows how to do shit, like, right? Mm, mm. Yeah, so, so I mean, to, to be fair also, both sides have matured, like, right? And yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, to 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 just blanket say it's the opposition. I think it's yeah, like it's a, a bit too a bit like you say a bit too airy fairy. Yeah, mm. and everything in their points is based on okay. The PSP brings back veterans who are credible. The same could be said about PAP. You know, mm. Pritam and the leader uh, James Lim. But you also get a uh, newer like take for example Lawrence Wong, who actually has been surprisingly quiet during the e- the election cycle. Uh. Still working out on COVID. Uh. Yeah, this guy's still working out on COVID. I mean, the and cases are creeping up, so yeah. Yeah, and as much as you can, uh, there is a lot of evidence to say that, okay, like, the, the COVID issue was mishandled. I think a lot more people know of him and a lot more people are aware of his, at least, competency in communications than before. Like. So yeah. you can argue he also matured, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, that point, yeah. like, yeah, it just feels like, okay. Mm. okay. And then the next so, point. Uh, the PAP's policy making has regressed. So in his view, like, you know, he lists certain examples about like the reserve presidency, uh, POFMA law, the lack of transparency yeah. in leadership selection for, for government-linked entities. That means the leadership in GLCs. La. And finally, of course, inequality, the, the elephant in the room. La. So, so he's yeah, saying inequality. that PAP, if he wants to give PAP a report card, they haven't done very well in this in these last five years. La. Right. 
Wow, that's a fucking. Can you imagine like five years you work in a company, your your work is just summarized by these five things that you fucked up. Four yeah, things that you fucked correct, up. correct. So, so I mean, just okay. Looking at it, I think there are valid points that you can discuss. But if you okay, you know how we have spoken about Nas Daily, mm. uh, and how like he takes his fucking big things yep. like democracy versus. Uh, no, like capitalism versus socialism or democracy yeah. versus authoritarianism. And he summarizes it into a three-minute video. Yeah. And he just says, like he fucking just simplifies it so much and boom. He says, okay, democracy might not be perfect. And yeah. you look at it, you're like, wow, is it really that simple? And yeah. we have spoken a lot about how that is very dangerous. And to me, this feels like something that sounds good, mm. that is worth retweeting, worth copying and sharing on WhatsApp. But if you dissect a bit more, yeah. what's there, man? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, something like Pofma, even like fucking Facebook now, or I think other and Twitter, everything, they are essentially doing what Pofma does, right? Pofma is, is, works for the Singapore government, but Twitter and Facebook are already looking at adding these addendums to posts that they find are, are not factually accurate. So you could even say, to some extent, we are ahead of the curve in that we sort of designed the template for for social media giants to follow. Um, and then things I like in transparency, but if you really look at, like, say for example, how we've responded to COVID-19, I think we've mm. been the most transparent country in the world in terms of the numbers, in terms of how we're approaching it, in terms of the, the steps we've been taking. Uh, that one, I, I genuinely think like... Really? Yeah. I mean, just the numbers, the numbers, coming out ah, of the numbers, okay. right? You know, like, the fact we talk about the number of tests we do every single day and how many, yeah. and how many we're going to increase to... I think there are certain countries that are not even publishing the number correct, of COVID correct. deaths anymore, like Brazil, <laughs> yeah. for example. Just to, just sorry to digress, but yesterday my mom told me, hey, you know, North Korea got no cases at all. Right? <laughs> and I was like, mom, <laughs> mom, North Korea is a different universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so people take for granted these things that they think that every country is like Singapore where we, are in some ways, in, some, in that aspect is so transparent. But the truth is, is, is not that, that the case. Like in the US also, I think, Numbers also are starting to get very sketchy la, because they're changing you know, how they report certain things as well. So to say lack of transparency, I think if you t- ask us what's the biggest problem we have now, COVID-19 is the biggest problem. Have we been very yeah. transparent about it? We have, la, right? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more transparent than most. I yeah. think very transparent is also still relative. More transparent yeah. than most. Of course, we like you can always be more transparent, but yeah. they need to cover... Cover some of the, cover some but also they need to. They have like, they have like, yeah, 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 sensitive bits, yeah. sensitive bits. So then, so I mean, basically, a yeah, reserve presidency, Pofma. Uh, I mean, yeah, even the Pofma. Yeah, I mean, okay, Pofma. Yeah, like, like what you said, the Facebook thing. But fake news is a problem around the world. We are not the only democracy uh, who has taken steps. Of course, the way it's executed is different, like, And yeah, you can argue that uh, the execution of Singapore's one is a bit dicey Draconian, but yeah. but to summarize the problem in one paragraph yeah it just feels like it's again building up this very shareable post yeah. but but that feels good if you share it to show that oh you know you're left leaning and you're progressive yeah. and you're liberal down with the anti-establishment down with the establishment but at the end of it like does it really yeah. move anything la? yeah the question is does it really mean that the PAP's policy making has regressed uh, right to, to, yeah. to give it like a, a negative point yeah so that that, that one is also tough lah and then uh, yeah. his final point is we need checks and balances because he says that yeah. I don't know one he doesn't think anyone can possibly possibly believe in this day and age that own self check own self really works la. so he brings up yeah. Ivan Lim as a as an example and uh, yeah. the NCMP scheme also like is being used to um, 
to the, I mean, it, it provides, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, voices in parliament, but without any any real Electoral backing mandate, la, on the ground. Yeah, uh-huh. no mandate on the ground. So, so, so basically, he's saying that we need opposition as a check and balance uh, to level the playing field la, in parliament. Yeah. So, okay, so, so what, uh, what have you been hearing about that also from, from discussing with people and all? You mean about the, the own self check on self? Uh? Uh, I, mean, I mean, checks and balances are requiring checks and balances. The checks and balances. So that, that has never really come up. Like, uh, I would say it's something that everyone is like, okay, yeah, that's that's true. But whether or not... so in, and, and this is with the people who I'm talk- I've been talking to who are still not really swayed by opposition. Mm. I think the feeling I get is that, okay, checks and balances are important. But yeah, I mean, the PAP will check itself. And also, does... I think they kind of echo the NCMP sentiment. They're like, mm. okay, these people are going to be in parliament anyway. What? You know, it's yeah. all about debate and all that. Why can't we do that? And we saw that uh, the debate between Jameis and Vivian Balakrishnan, it happened, they just happened to be in the same room and managed to talk. So if they mm. can do that in parliament, does it matter if they're N- NCMP and MP? Which, yeah, yeah which, which feels like there's, I mean, it's it just the checks and balances thing is again very, very airy, fairy la. Yeah. And I think there's a clue in this post that made me feel that this poster is quite young. Why? Because Why? that one line where, where the person starts, I don't think anyone believes in this day and age that own self-check on self really works. If it did, Ivan Lim would never have been asked to go for tea. Mm. Honestly, right, if you're above 35, you say that phrase, right, people will be like, huh, what tea? But it's a very young lingo-ish, right? Isn't it spill the tea and all this shit? No, 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 Am no, I- no. I think, I think the going for tea is like, you know when ISD arrests people, in fact, I would have said that being asked Older. to go for tea is a very old term because is it? when ISD <laughs> when ISD asks you to go for cof- lim kopi or lim tea means that they oh, want to like they, they want to arrest you lah. That, that's what oh that's I, a I thing it, man. That's that's a yeah, remember, I remember we've had instances where we met authorities where yeah. we literally met over coffee and tea right you, yeah, you in some fucking empty building yeah, in that some you empty just asked in a fucking big room you don't even know that this place existed then suddenly yeah. you're having coffee there right yeah, honestly, like we we can't say where the place is, but we we were kind of brought there. We, we didn't drive there, right? We, did we? We drove, but, but we went like with somebody like Someone, esc- it's like we were escorted <laughs> in like that lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we enter a room. There's one table like of like deep in the whole room is fucking empty, and it's like a restaurant room. Yeah. So it was obviously cleared out. Yeah. And and yeah, what saying that makes me feel kind of cool, man. Yeah. Like so, we went so this debate we can't talk about. Yeah, and then there's, oh, so, so there's positives and negatives. When you ask for tea, I think it means there's a, like, you know, tea party session, that kind of thing where where leaders oh. come together and talk or something. And the kopi is the maybe the bad one. Uh. Maybe tea is the good one and kopi is the bad one. <laughs> no, I really thought it's like the, the new term, you know, spill the tea and all this, this fucking, like, you know, keeping it real, spill the tea. Oh, so, I see, yeah, I see, I, I see. I apologize yeah, to uh, all the Gen Gen Y people who for this and millennial the, and uncle. And Gen Z. This millennial <laughs> uncle who is pretending to try to be one of you when obviously Fuck! He's I was like damn stuck. happy. I was damn happy when I saw it while you were uh, going on your spiel and I was like, fuck man, yes, I got something, some good info that's going to change the context of this debate. Apparently it did yeah. nothing because we still have no idea whether this person's old or young. But yeah, yeah. the checks and balances, again, is the argument that I think we are hearing a lot of. So, yeah. it's like one of those things, you know, you hear so much, you hear so much, but as someone who has never been in parliament and who has admittedly not watched much parliament debates aside from clips online, right? The yeah. only clips online you see are when there are, there are arguments happening, right? So it feels like, oh, parliament is really a debate. Right? Of course, it's not like Taiwan. Nah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. this one, this thing almost feels like, wow, we're hearing it so much. Every party is talking about it. But okay. at the end of the day... So, but most of the people responding to this are very supportive, right? 
Uh, I mean, they, Reddit they agree, right? Yeah, Reddit definitely. Uh, I would say leans left. More, yeah, because they're a bit more intellectual. They, they, you know, they they like to discuss topics like this. They're probably exposed to a, a lot more stuff on the internet, lah. You know. Yeah. So, so this is something like one of those things where you know, like in the in the US, you get some very cool politicians mm-hmm. like AOC and like who's the other young ones, uh? Il Ilhan or. Yeah, so so there are a few young up and coming politicians who fucking people rave about, but their policies sometimes, I mean, I've seen them be debunked, and I've only seen them be debunked because you know I've been I've been mentioning on this podcast a lot that I'm watching more right wing videos, reading more yep. right wing articles, just to see how different the world is when they share it, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's fucking illuminating, and it feels like right now, okay, there's there's always been a a a. a coolness about supporting opposition especially now more so than ever like, you know yeah. we have this culture of oh you know keep it savage keep it real and all that and it feels like if you uh, favor the opposition there's do you feel that it gives you a bit of like oh I'm smart enough to go against the government you know and a that's why age, I support yeah. opposition yeah 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 right. a bit of age yeah yeah. So, so I, I, I f- yeah I find that people who support the establishment generally they keep their views off social media like they're not posting yeah. happily about it or what. Uh, they just want to them. It's like as long as they do a good job, I'll support them, lah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as much as you can try and reach out of your echo chamber, if you've been on Facebook for like more than a few months, right? They already know everything about you. Uh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fucking, they know so much. So even if you try and read these articles and like try and look up people like Kelvin Chang to read more uh, conservative approaches, chances are you live in an echo chamber. Even this Reddit yeah. post, the people responding are already, he's like preaching to the choir, like, right? Yeah. And I think what you said is true. If, let's say some people I know who are older, still in their late 30s or 40s and they've done very well for themselves, mm. uh, they might agree that, okay, more needs to be done for the, the needy, more needs to be done for the lower income, but the moment you go to like, okay, minimum wage, yeah. you know, universal basic income, higher costs, mm, yeah. higher costs, yeah. you know, pay the migrant workers more, but that will translate more to the the cause of everything going up. Why yeah. why would they la, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean that's where the, the, the checks and balances argument uh almost I think uh, one one thing I always seen uh, that that people used to refute that also is that I, I don't I don't want to vote opposition for the sake of just opposing la, for the mm. sake of just checking and balancing. I want to vote for the best candidate, which is also literally the title of the of the the other Reddit article that we also yeah. uh, saw, which it is was a Facebook article, Facebook article, oh, yeah, Facebook it was posted yeah, first yeah. on Facebook. That went yeah. quite viral, la. I think yeah. right now it's got two point two k shares in yeah. our echo chambers, la. It's been written by a Joel <laughs> Joel Go. Don't vote for Joel the best candidate. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to just quickly give a rundown of, of what what it, it is because we yeah. we, were, we were talking that actually it can be condensed in one argument, la, right? Yeah. So so the crux of it is that he's saying that. Uh, there's no way... Okay, so everything the mandate now is about, you know, checks and balances. We don't want parliament to have a super majority, which, from what I understand, is more than 66% uh, of parliament, right? Mm-hmm. Two-thirds. Correct. Um, right. And this person, I mean, very smartly said that, okay, we have 32... Um, we have how many? We have 36 uh, opposition candidates, mm. right? And even in the best-case scenario, right, where all 36 opposition can- seats are won, right? That yeah. means Nicosia has to beat Heng Sui Kiat. That means yeah. uh, Tan Chuan Jin. Reform Party yeah. has to beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So even if all that happens, it's 36 out of hundred out of 93 seats, which means that mm. the parliament will have 57 seats and 61%. So this, yeah. this guy pointed out that, okay, if 
we don't have a super majority. I mean, there's no way, it, it, like, to not have a super majority, this extreme example needs to happen. So when mm. you vote, right, um, this shouldn't be the the motivation, la, right? You're voting for yeah. the best candidate, right? Yeah. Because he almost he says it's almost useless because you you can't have that hope, right? Mm, um, but then he also points out something which I wasn't aware of before, admittedly, about the difference between a super majority and a simple majority. Mm. Yeah, do you wanna you wanna talk about that? Basically, the super majority allows uh, the government, if they have a super majority, to vote to change the constitution, change uh, laws in the constitution, which were which are very for very 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 big things. Because broadly speaking, the constitution has uh, very broad laws like you know don't discriminate against a particular group, right? So, yeah. uh, but let's say one day, okay, in an extreme scenario we want to discriminate against one particular group. To do that, you you can't just like pass a law to say, okay, from now on, you can't, you can't do this because the constitutional law can can override that like, by saying don't discriminate against a particular group. What you would have to yeah. do is to change the constitutional law to say don't discriminate a particular against a particular group unless it's this particular group. So that's yeah. why the, 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 the power to change the constitutional law is a very big deal like, and it was used... Most recently, to change, I mean the the president, the reserve presidency, la, You know where yeah. we saw that uh, after a certain number of terms, if a minority isn't the president, that minority must be the president, which I think um, you know for we can is a very big discussion, la, But made a lot of people unhappy also, la, Because uh, I, I think yeah, la, it, be, it felt almost. Uh, I mean, to some extent, it's exclusionary, la, right? It excluded mm. the possibility of a certain. Uh, certain number of participants, uh, and yeah. also some people say that it's, it's it it backfired in the sense that uh, it removed the legitimacy of 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 Halima as an elected president as well, right? Yeah. So 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 <laughs> she yeah. Was so, very, she was yeah. selected, not elected. Correct. So broadly speaking, super, this super majority confers a lot of power on any government. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, and super majority is sixty six point six percent. If if all the opposition seats are won. PAP still has 61%. And for yeah. opposition seats to win is a fucking extreme scenario, which I think yeah. we can all agree is not going to happen. And, so and that means the PAP... Yeah. One, one interesting thing was that the last election, I think because, uh, you know, there are physical rallies and everything, so yeah, I think the opposition yeah. fielded a lot more candidates where there could have been a freak election where, where opposition actually kicks mm. PAP out of power. But in this case that we are in right now, all the opposition ca- can possibly do to the best of its abilities is stop the super majority, la, which will yeah. still not have, in all likelihood, still not happen. Hard, <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, fucking hard. Yeah. So, so this guy's point, I mean, okay, so he wasn't giving an opinion. He was just painting a picture, which I think was very illuminating uh, for mm. myself because he said, yeah, we shouldn't hope that we're going to overturn the uh, uh, super majority because yep. they will still likelihood have the super majority. But then he pointed out that the one thing that we could potentially change is whether the GRC system remains, la, which mm. is the group, group, what? Representative, resi- what? Uh, Representative constituency, con- yeah. Constituency where yeah. we have five candidates in a constituency compared to like a SMC, which is a single member constituency. So yeah. I di- I didn't know that it was only instituted in 1988 this GRC mm. system, and Singapore apparently is the only country that uses this GRC system. Oh really? Is that really true? I think that's I on think his post. Be, yeah. Because if you think about it, in so many countries, every time you go to different countries, you see like, oh, vote for this guy for mayor for this town, vote for this guy for. Governor, vote for this guy. So, so it's much more individual uh, against individual as opposed yeah. to group versus group. La. 
So so yeah. that is a quite a unique feature of Singapore, I would say. Yeah, because the downside is like let's say let's say I mean we in the podcast we've previously previously brought up like Tarman, right? Yep. And you know the case of Tan Wu Ming, who is yeah. still in Tarman's GRC. Yeah. Uh, Tarman is running for Jurong GRC. It doesn't matter who the other four are, because Tarman is so fucking popular, right? Yeah. He he will likely win lah, and yeah. that could be a way for the any party to insert maybe the candidates who are not that good. Weaker, you know, yeah. like Tarman is like guys, you know, just can you fucking just do your own fucking job? <laughs> then, but they're like, hey, but for what? You know, they're like the group where there's a super genius and everyone else doesn't do anything like. Yeah. So this guy's point is that. Let's say you can you imagine if let's say Sugar Daddy Hang loses right, mm. it it could result in the GRC system kind of uh being abolished. changed somewhat uh, yeah. abolished because the be- the the rationale for instituting the GRC system in 1988 was to ensure racial representation, mm. which right. I don't know I'm I'm a little confused by because it, what that means and correct me if I'm wrong is that okay we need to do this to ensure that we have minorities because if we don't there'll be no minorities. Yep, That's saying correct. that, okay, Singapore, like, generally, people are racist as fuck, so yeah. we need to do this because otherwise, there'll be no Indians or Malays in parliament. La. Yeah, which is, is, is kind of, I mean, JB Jairanam, you know, came, he went, he got into parliament. David Marshall got into parliament. he's a badass, man. Yeah, or even just look at the the SMC, Murali Pillay beat Chi Sun Juan in Bukit Batok and has been yeah. the MP for the last five years, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, but how does this, how does this, so basically, yeah, what this guy is saying is that when you're voting, right, don't think about voting for the best candidate. You you should kind yeah. actually he doesn't say you should or you should not, but he yeah. kind of implies that uh, one option of looking at it is whether you want the GRC system to stay or not. Yeah. In fact, in fact, right? I would say that's the crux of his article. He's basically saying that the GRC system is the most is the worst thing in the world, and right now the only way to do it is to show PAP that. If you put this GRC system, you will lose people like Heng Sui Kiat because Sugar Daddy Heng. let's say Nicosia beats Heng Sui Kiat, then he's out of parliament and then you lose this talent for good, you know? And that's Which the only way to, to spank. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what happened to uh, George Yeo, the foreign George minister, Yeo, right? in 2011. Uh, yeah, when they to spank that, the PAP. Yeah, man. it's to spank the PAP into saying that, you see, uh, you want GRC? Okay, la, then you lose your, your good guys. Uh, then too bad for you. Uh, then until that, it will force PAP's hand to change the GRC system. Uh, um, yeah, but given oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, uh, but implicit all that is that uh, that PAP will change will change the GRC system because they got spanked, uh, as opposed to <laughs> I think some people raised that as opposed to let's say Lim Tian wins a GRC for in against all like <laughs> then would PAP be thinking oh maybe actually we should play more Lim Tian style in order to to win the GRC, you know what I mean? Yeah. As in, they 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 re- might regress to to populist policies and being basically shouting and being angry in order because they think that that's what it takes to win that GRC la. So so mm, the, mm. There, there's this uh there's an assumption in this guy's article also that that immediately from losing all the votes that PAP will turn around and say oh, okay actually let's not let's not have GRCs anymore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, whether that will happen is another question la, right? Suddenly <laughs> Lim Tian is seen as the model politician. Uh. You know, just like anytime, regardless of where you are, regardless of whether you have a good camera, good sound, you're yeah. in front of a shitty background, just record a video and put it on YouTube. He's a fucking vlogger. He's, he's a boomer, he's a boomer vlogger. vloggers. Yeah. No, and to his credit, his videos get more views than like the Hammer Show with WP and all that. <laughs> and you have to give him credit for that. Like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's charismatic. Like. But I think yeah. the example you brought up recently about how... yeah. It, there's a big assumption that PAP might change, but what if they actually decide to play that style? And there was something I learned from a recent shock thing I shared, which is the 13th, mm. which is a mm. Netflix documentary about how 
the it's all about systemic racism in the US and how yeah. it kind of explains why when people say racism is entrenched in the US, um, there is some truth to that. Like. But mm. one example was, I think when Bill Clinton got elected, and I didn't know this before watching the documentary, prior to that, the Republicans won, uh, uh, Bush won because it was all about, you know, more police, more law and order. Mm. And what Bill Clinton did that eventually got him elected as a Democrat is that Bill Clinton was Democrat, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, he was. yeah, Bill Clinton was Democrat. So what he did was he actually played the same game and he said, what I'm going to do is increase police officers. There's going to be mm. 120,000 new police officers on the street. So mm. basically, he was playing that, that game. And years later, he himself has come out saying that was the bad, that was the wrong thing to do because mm. it caused a lot, mass incarceration just shot up. So yeah. that, when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, I didn't fucking know that. I thought Bill Clinton was like this cool guy who smokes weed. Um, no. But yeah, he, he actually contributed a lot to that problem. Like, and what you say, I think it is true that like, suddenly the next politician, there's no fucking like broadcast. Everyone's just uh, the, the f- from their phones recording shitty videos, but but getting very ranty like Lim Tian. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's so a, okay, but assuming the pro-PAP hat that we were, that we have on right now, how mm-hmm. would you read this article then? Uh, I mean, broadly speaking, yeah, this this article is saying uh, oppose, uh, you know, be vote opposition for the sake of opposition, and then uh, it assumes that there is. It assumes that PAP will do the will do the right thing by removing the GRC lah. Yeah, let's assume that's right. But what if PAP decides not to do the right thing and decides to play racial politics and all this or so lah, right? So there's some yeah. there's a bit of a catch twenty two kind of situation here. But if you think PAP is so high level and so benevolent that they will remove the GRC system because of loss of votes, then why do you vote them in? Because that, that means they, 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 are, they think straight, right? They are the good guys <laughs> who think straight, right? And so, their politics is black and white, right? If exactly. something doesn't work, let's fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand it. what they're saying by that. There's a, if, you, if you assume that PAP is so good, then why not just vote them in already, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have to vote. Someone else will vote, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like exactly. same way, yeah. I don't, I don't have to do this because someone else will do it. Um, and that is a human psychology thing also there was that one famous yeah. case where a lady got stabbed 37 times in the middle of a neighbourhood in New York yeah. and everyone kind of thought everyone else would help and then she, in the end she got stabbed 37 times exactly, so exactly. so I guess this one I mean yeah as a pro PAP hat wearer I would look at this and be yeah exactly like this feels like oh, it, the world is a lot more perfect or, yeah. or simple than it is la. Yeah, he's making a lot right. of uh, assumptions like like that things will fall into place just because PAP yeah. lost loses votes uh. But he, I mean, if you look at the reality of like the world outside in terms of like when people lose votes, what do they do la? You know, they just be more like Trump already, you know, and then it seems to be working uh, like in a lot of places la. Be the yeah, strongman, I mean, authoritarian. There, are, there are ways you could do it. You could maybe like come up with a new kind of like I don't know, like like there's a SMC, there's a GRC, and then there's like intra-GRC like if you vote mm. one GRC it increases the vote count of the four GRCs around it or some <laughs> shit la. like fucking yeah, politics yeah. is there's yeah. so much possibility so yeah. so I mean I still think it's a good article it's an interesting article that makes you think mm. but if I was like already kind of leaning pro PAP I read this I'm like it wouldn't, yeah, so wouldn't many assumptions here yeah yeah. I think like, what you say is true risk? what you say is very yeah. true is that yeah what, what are you even if you vote against you're voting against GRC there is a you know, what? How do you know what the next thing that comes up won't be even more you know skewed towards yeah. like like favoring the incumbent, right? Yeah, the fact that this I mean it seems like just on a quick Google search we are the only country that implements the GRC yeah. system. Yeah. GRC system. Like honestly, if you say like twenty years ago, okay, we're going to make it such that every 
president after two terms must be a minority president. People be like, what the fuck? That's fucking stupid, yeah. like, you know? Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. like, it happened. It happened then yeah. if you also said that, oh, you know, there's going to be this committee that's going to reduce the powers of the president, who the president has to report to and convince before she, he or she can do, like, uh, decisions regarding the treasury that her sole responsibility yeah. is about, people are like, yeah, fuck off, like, you know? But yeah. it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct, correct. So, so, yeah, it just feels like, mm, this is also one of those things that... You, yeah, it, it feels like it doesn't sway. So, so I mean, then, then where are we going with this? We have these two articles that as a P, pro-PAP hat wearer, we, I would say is not the most convincing, right? It mm. would maybe make left-leaning people reaffirm their, yeah. their beliefs. I don't think it will push people who are on the fence. Yeah. Uh, it might make people think, but it doesn't really move the needle, right? Yeah, I mean, even for, for myself now, you know, like, uh, I mean, Tanjong Paga. So yeah. I'm also facing, you know, like, why there's Chan Chun Singh and friends on the PAP side and there's some SDP people running on the other side which I, I really don't mm. know who they are uh, yeah and then it's, it's a question do I you know do you vote for the you know for, for the reasons that they've given here or do you just choose the best candidate and, and vote for and vote for that person yeah, yeah. So, so I mean where, where I was also looking so last night was the, the GRC broadcast right where you yeah. had politicians from like Aljunet, Ang Mokyo, Bishan, Bukit Batok and Bukit Panjang and like I just uh, like watched it and just tried to see okay like how are these politicians uh, what is their main uh, fucking message that they're trying to convince people to vote for them la? Um, I, do you have anything else to share about the articles or can no, I just I think, I think, segue yeah, into this, this is, uh, we, we're quite we've, we've sort of covered it and, and if anyone we'll has, has flogged views, the horse already yeah. yeah if anyone has views about these articles take a read of them and then if they have like uh, interesting views to add or, or just are you, something we said you know are yeah. you steepling or not since we are pro PAP <laughs> maybe the video also we need to be steepling man yeah you know? need to be like Fucking that yeah, steepling yeah. yeah do the Vivian B oh, I'm <laughs> gonna just call it the Vivian B yeah, not the steepling thing the Vivian yeah. B. So, so the one thing that okay, so there were these five, four, three, three GRCs and two SMCs, mm. and I was just looking at as a viewer, right, who is not gonna dive into like anything they say. Yeah. What are the main messages that stuck out to me, like, and and what I found, and this is again just me watching without like really fucking paying attention because if mm. you're at home, right, how many people actually watch and really dissect everything? It's just what yeah. are the main things that come across, and. The the opposition parties they rarely focus on COVID, which mm. which I mean okay if you look even the debates and all this stuff like what I find weird is that their arguments don't feel like it it is in the midst of a fucking global pandemic and it feels like stuff that could be said even in the previous election. I think yeah. the WP and uh, had a bit more uh current kind of arguments. But mm. if you think about like the Reform Party and SPP, it was always about alternative voice, alternative voice. And I'm like, hey, okay, I know the election was called uh suddenly, but you 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 knew it was coming, right? Yeah. And yeah, and correct. to PAP's credit, they actually did focus on COVID. Of course they talked about what they've done and all, but going forward, it just feels like something that the opposition should have exploited. Mm. And what I also found weird was the last person to go for the uh, SMC was Paul Tambia from SDP, right? Mm. And he mentioned that something about how okay, government has increased the risk of Singaporeans to health, to disease by doing this election in a pandemic. But that's all he said about COVID. And he's on the fucking... Mm. He's a head of the International Society of Infectious Diseases. Mm. It feels like he could have schooled PAP and highlight things that people are not the happiest about. Lah. 
businesses mm. suffering, losing jobs, and how it was PAP's policies, whether justified or not, that resulted in this. So I find it weird that there's no opposition party really going for the fucking neck for that, man. Mm, mm, mm. Does it strike you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't sit through all the rallies, so it no. Didn't. But just in general, just in general, like whatever you're hearing, uh, because we're also talking not just the rally, just the overall thing on social media and what people are saying. Does it does it strike you as a bit weird? Mm, not no, entirely uh. As in, as in, I do still hear about COVID here and there. So here and there uh, Here and there. So so yeah. so this one I must give credit to Ji Sun Juan for really going for one fucking thing, which has almost become like a a a. a a core part of their strategy, the 10 million thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And people remember that. Yeah. Whereas now, it yeah. feels like they could have been like, fucking just go straight into like, I don't know, the 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 cases, the COVID cases. And mm. I mean, okay, it's a very complicated thing. It's a new ground for so many people. But for Paul Tambia, who's the first Singaporean to hit the International Society of Infectious Diseases, which is news that came out only on June 18th. So it's a new thing. How come that's not part of their, 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 their MO chest here? Yeah? So for PAP, mm. if I'm a pre-pro PAP, yeah, you talk about, uh, okay, alternative voice and all that. But now, if I have lost my job or if I'm in an industry that has done very well during the pandemic, mm. why would I want change? Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there hasn't been that much discussion about COVID already. Lah. But at the same time, yeah, uh, it, the, the n- numbers are creeping up. Lah. So just bear in mind what we said earlier that after election. It's probably going to be a second <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> like fucking the, the next time. Uh, oh, actually, if there's a lockdown, it'll be the deep, the new PM who announces it. Lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not necessarily, not necessarily. Oh, it, no, because uh. the PM transition doesn't have to happen immediately. You know? Oh, yeah, so yeah, can yeah, you yeah. imagine like Lee Sien Luke no longer like, you know, I'll be addressing Lee Sien. He's like, yo, fuckheads, listen up. And he yeah. goes on, on screen, he's like, what's up, my peeps? You're yeah. going to be locked down. Because <laughs> you don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah, he doesn't need to care anymore about what people say. But yeah. yeah. Cool. But, but yeah, the, the, that rally, I don't know. And like, the, the, do you have anything else to add? Like, if, if you were a PAP supporter watching that, right? Would, did anything try and kind of like work to sway you or work to convince you? I didn't watch all the rallies. Uh. That's, that's the thing. I, I, it wasn't something that I tried to watch everything. Uh. I only watched okay, okay. stuff that people posted. <laughs> okay, but anything yeah. there that, that, that made you sway? Uh, are we going to the chaplain topics first? Though? Because that oh, would no, no. be... Okay, so one thing, one thing I would say, I would implore our listeners, because it's been quite interesting for me, just ask, just try and probe your friends who... Mm. I mean, okay, I know if someone posts gushing about Jameis Lim, you don't want to be the annoying person on Facebook. Hey, you sure or not? Huh? Why you like Jameis? You know what? But I think it's also worthy to check... Uh, your own assumptions because that's what we saw happen on a massive scale with Donald Trump with Brexit if you live in your echo chamber you think oh X is never going to happen then fucking X happens because you had no idea what's going on out there so the reading the comments about people who are saying did James Lim really do that good a job uh, and you know the, the things about how WP not showing up at the Mandarin uh, debate is a big fucking problem so, mm. so it feels like Maybe if you live in your echo chamber, maybe you share social media, maybe even if you listen to this podcast, right, which admittedly we lean to the left, it might mm. not be, it, it might be worth just checking with people who lean elsewhere to understand what could actually be the result. La. Because now it feels like fucking opposition has a lot of support, but when come election, la, suddenly it's like 75% PAP. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. how I would like to end that, that pre, pro-PAP stance. So that means now we can take off the hair or not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're done with the hat already. Done with the hat. Done with the hat. Uh, done yeah, with the, yeah. the I think we should transition to Chaplang topics because we've been on this for almost like an hour, almost 40, 
15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Fuck, we <laughs> say we want to keep the podcast. We try to like keep it short, minutes. but we keep ranting on about it. Okay, okay, okay. Chapalong topic, yeah. chapalong topic. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, just related to what you are saying earlier was, I yeah. think, uh, one is that Pritam actually, Pritam Singh of the Workers' Party actually came out yesterday and sort of low-key uh, supported Chi Sun Juan talking about the 10 million thing, uh, right? Which was, mm. was, wasn't really heavily reported in the media, but uh, we thought that there was something quite interesting. To but was he, like, did he support, I mean, okay, basically to to quote, mm. I think, based on a Today Online article. Uh, so now, yeah. as we have seen in past in the mainstream media, it's hard to trust what they say, but yeah. what they said was, uh, the problem stems, what Pritam Singh apparently said was, the, the problem stems from how a falsehood is being denied and that there was room for fair comment regarding mm. the government's projected population size. He added, one of those things I don't understand is why can these things come up well before the elections? I mean, it's the government's position, so it should state that very clearly. Yeah. So, yeah. what 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 does he mean by that? That means that about the population thing. I think he's saying that uh, basically the number ten million has been thrown around here and there. So if 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 there is a specific number that that the government is really aiming towards, they should just come out and say it. Uh, rather than you know, like just keep saying that someone what what someone else is saying is false, is false, is false, right? Because mm. that that's essentially like saying, yeah, Ho Ching salary is not hundred million, it's not hundred million, it's not the top five yeah. of, of the market. But you <laughs> but you don't say what it is, then people are just gonna keep asking what is it lah, right? So, yeah. so so he he says that, I mean he might not be supporting what Chi Sun Chuan is saying, but he's saying that the yeah, is a fair comment lah. It's in, there's no need to like say oh it's falsehood or whatever. Just come out with what it actually is lah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, that's exactly like what we were talking about Ho Ching salary from way yeah, back, right? Exactly. There was a Pofma issued, but yeah. when people were saying they were, the, I think the response is that there are at least five people who earn more than Ho Ching at Tomasic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? Tomasic or GIC? Tomasic, right? Tomasic, Tomasic, yeah. Yeah, Tomasic. She but said, he doesn't fucking yeah. answer the question. Exactly, and it makes people because, ask more, no? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think like Chi Sun Juan's ten million thing, it might have been a master stroke, no? Because he knows mm. people. It's very, it's a very easy thing to to latch on, and yeah. it's a very easy thing for people to get an immediate response. How do you feel if Singapore has ten million? Most yeah. people are like fuck no, right? And maybe uh, Mister Mister Pritam Singh has also realized that okay, that could be something that you can imagine Vivian B like at home just steepling, has his having his coffee, reading this, and just like yeah. shaking, uh, you know, like. Fucking ten million, fucking ten million, fucking ten million. Falsehood, falsehood. Yeah. <laughs> just no, even, like, even, it's a big issue because even Hing Sui Kiat had to release a video on his Facebook, like literally showing the video from the conference last year, where he oh, cited it? the HDB engineer lah, saying ten million. So so obviously this uh seems to be a very sore point for PAP. Yeah, like that that they're, they're being quoted saying they're being uh quoted saying that they're proposing ten million, but. It, then it, I I just feel it would be easier if they also just come out and say what they what they their number is like, right? <laughs> yes. yeah. Can you imagine if they have their number like nine point four million inside? They're like, oh <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah, Shibai. exactly. See, see, it's not ten million, <laughs> but it's nine point four. Yeah, it's nine point four million. Then you can imagine all the people who did all the stats because these kind of numbers, yeah, is a projected value. But there's probably a lot of studies that go into it, right? Can you imagine yeah. the whole team if you're out there, right? Wow. Ah, uh, good luck to you, this my one friends. Collective, collective sigh. <laughs> I think I think Bertha Hansen put out a note saying that there definitely is a projection. You know, mm. we have heard URA Seriously. plans, uh, which yeah. is the Urban Rede- Redevelopment Authority plans for what Singapore's going to look like in fifteen years. You know, yeah. with the Tanjung Paga, uh, the the shipping all being shifted to Tuas and all that. Yeah. So there definitely is a number, and the fact that they're not putting out a number, right? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. So I mean, dun, yeah, dun, I mean, dun. like you said, lah, a bit of a 
it's a bit of a master stroke from from SDP to to put it out yeah, there. Just yeah. come out with this one number, ten fucking million. <laughs> just come yeah. out, wow. Smarts, yeah. Yeah. So or maybe it's in, in hindsight, lah. Yeah. yeah. So that was your chapalang topic, eh? Yep, yep, correct. The the other chapalang topic was something that I know uh I mean okay, so the chapalang topic which which is kind of two subtopics. First of all, I'm sure most people woke up this morning to this this mm, wonderful video of Masakos getting the name of our PM wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not just even wrong, not just name, wrong. Yeah. Not just any other name. Yeah. Probably if you ask Masakos last night, okay, uh, if you were to mess up saying PM Lee's name, what is, what is the worst name you could mix it up with? <laughs> and he said it, which is <laughs> Lee Sien Yang. <laughs> wow. Wow. A Prime Minister Lee Sien Yang. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even realize it, right? Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. So and, I, I okay. is the video still up? Like I heard it was taken down or something, now, is it? Yeah, uh, I think the the whole stream, the whole video was taken down from official yeah. channels. But as you know with the internet, it is never gonna fucking disappear. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, okay, first of all, he's not a new politician, okay? He's been around for fucking long and he didn't even realize his mistake. Yeah, that's the best part. Right, he just <laughs> went on listen, listen yeah. Can you imagine after he did that, you're like, okay, cut. Can you imagine what people <laughs> would, would have said like uh Mr. Masagosa? Uh, did you say Lee Sien Yang? He's like, no, no, no. I said Lee Sien Lung. They're like, no, no, no. You did say Lee Sien Yang. He's like, no, no, no. Then they play the video, and immediately you can feel the blood just like, whoo. Yeah, remember this is the same guy who also said that Ivan Lim could, you know, redeem himself in the <laughs> GE and all that as well. Because like. a GE is a time to prove yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mister Masagos, so you have kind of proven one thing like that. You didn't watch Hinks Weekend speech, and you didn't yeah. think that oh fuck, maybe this could happen to me. Maybe I could <laughs> fuck up a speech. No. Yeah. No, but but can, oh I I think God. if you dig into his his career, you can understand why la, Because he his first job was actually with Singtel in 1988, and he oh. was even he was even given a, a postgraduate scholarship by Singtel to uh, allow him to take an MBA. Yeah. Uh. So and why the Singtel? Why? Because Lee Hsien Yang was, was there, is it? Uh, yeah, Lee Hsien Yang was the CEO of Singtel for the longest <laughs> time, lah. So this I mean like Masagos was also chief CEO of Singtel Global Officers at one point as well. So Oh my god. It's actually his I mean he's probably so used it's a bit like how Tan Cheng was like vote PA uh, or PSP for this is Masagos version. Yeah, but even the <laughs> PA, right? He didn't finish it, you know? Yeah, he did, he, he did. corrected himself. This yeah. is like that friends episode where Ross said the wrong name at the altar. You yeah, know? yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah, it's a booty call. Uh, he wants me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, fucking brilliant. And like, yeah, you see memes being made. Oh, it's on every Facebook page that I even haven't heard of before. There's Fathership, Media Cock. <laughs> it's just yeah, fucking... Yeah. Uh, but but there's also some, something else who... Someone else who had a very impressive or notable speech yeah. experience yeah. last night. Because the, the first... Remember if you, the first uh, person during the... The, uh, during the party political broadcast, Charles Yeo yeah. from the Reform yeah. Party, we talk, yeah. spoke about how uh, stiff he was and in his presentation. Uh. But this time, yeah. uh, like <laughs> I would say, if you want to watch one of the the constituency rallies from last night, go and watch yeah. the Reform Party one. It's amazing because out of the team of five, for some reason, only two people turned up. Only two people got the memo to turn up for this. So. One was Charles Yeo and another was his colleague. Uh, I think it was a, a, a Malay lady. Like, because yeah, yeah. the interesting thing was that Charles Yeo started, he said, you know, we are, yeah, we apologize that he apologized for his teammates not being able to be there for medical <laughs> reasons and things like that. But we are going to, there's two of us, but we're going to make speeches in English, 
Malay and Mandarin. So he goes ahead and does the English speech and I mean, even just his demeanor, like he, it seems like he very relaxed. Because really, at one point in the middle of the speech, he just suddenly like leaned to his side, <laughs> leaned back, yeah, and like he just started like leaning back and talking, and he just like letting go already. Yeah. So uh, that was just a prelude, uh, the English speech. Then he handed over to his his uh, his colleague. I mean, I, I, if I, I want to try and get okay, you carry on talking. I'll, I'll get a name. I'll get a name. You carry yeah. on talking. He, and then she was also like. Also, she also had that, oh my shit, it's my turn, it's my turn. She looked at the, <laughs> she was like looking at the prompter or something. And then she's like, oh my turn, okay, okay. And then she just continued to read her speech uh, in Malay, which was fine. Yeah. And then, but she was over, she was done very quickly. And then the spotlight came back to Mr. MVP, Mr. Charles Yeo, who then started the Mandarin speech because then he explained in Mandarin, for the sake of all the non-Mandarin listeners out there, he explained in Mandarin that, the person who was supposed to give this Mandarin speech is on MC, so he is going to give the Mandarin speech. <laughs> and then this is where it just basically went ape, it went just went crazy because uh, obviously his Chinese is, is I mean my Chinese is terrible, but uh, at the same time I'm not a politician giving a speech on national TV. I think he could barely like you know uh, string a sentence together where he wasn't pausing in between like two or three Chinese words at a time lah, and uh. he was just like there were a lot of pauses in his speech and there are even videos online now where people were timing how much how long he was pausing between between uh between terms uh. not even not even in a break in a sentence you know it's just in the middle of a sentence he just pauses and then looks off into a distance like like he's like trying to figure out <laughs> what exactly he's supposed to be saying uh and then uh, it just goes yeah. on so it's like a lot a lot of funny comments on reddit are like this is like me doing my my PSLE Chinese oral <laughs> And uh, like no wonder the teachers shake their head and everything. But anyway, he goes on. I mean, he soldiers on. And he gets to the final 30 seconds where suddenly he just puts down the paper and then he feels like he just says, in his mind, he said, fuck it already. Like, I'm just going to end it from here. <laughs> and this part was just magic where essentially if I can just put in English what he said in Chinese, but in the, in the way he said it was that essentially yeah. he was just going on about. Uh, um, and that's the reason why uh, your your PAP people they they can earn a lot of money outside in their jobs. So so when they come to parliament, uh, they say a lot of things about uh, about helping the people and everything. But in the end, they go parliament to sleep. Thank you. That's essentially <laughs> what. He, that's in essence what he said. In the last is ad lib section. The thirty seconds. It was amazing. It just felt like it was like uh, almost like a performance art. Uh, like, I don't yeah. even know. Like he he. You, I mean, I, I felt bad for him at one point, but after a while, I felt like this guy is going to be the meme of 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 the G twenty twenty. Yeah. But in some way, in some way, there was one someone on our Reddit posted this one clip where he kind of almost broke out into laughter uh, when he was doing <laughs> yeah. his Chinese speech, and I actually found it very endearing, and I like him more after this than yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the the political party broadcast because yeah, yeah, yeah. like remember what we were saying about Hank Sweetcat, like Hank Sweetcat, you know, like sh- no, not Hank Sweetcat, Sugar Daddy Hank, you know, embrace who you are. And this guy felt like yesterday when he leaned back, right? He was going from like, you know what? Fuck this stiff shit. I'm just going to do my thing, man. And yeah, then he yeah. le- le- leaned back. Yeah, I don't I care so what people say. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. yeah, but that is someone owning it, man. Yeah. And and his teammate is, is uh, Ms. Noraini Yunus. Yeah, yeah. So I think what was what made their whole thing a little more uh, uh, sad was the the way they start this off is like there's this there's this really really weird like setting which is I don't even know what color because I'm colorblind but it's like feels yeah. like it's orange beige and then they start off with a white shot of all five seats and then they <laughs> zoom in on the speaker so yeah. so when they finish the previous one you just see like hey fuck it's like you know you about to meet this client or meet this this 
company and then only two people show up and yeah like yeah you know yeah, the, the, he couldn't come like, he had his daughter's birthday and then one got MC but it's okay it's okay I'll do everything then they zoom in onto this one guy who just I think he was seat- seated at the back as well so the zoom yeah. in is extra long and before this right before this is is the one with Lee Hsien Loong and his and his comrades in a five all the seats are filled up like, then it yeah, goes yeah, to yeah. These two people, like, oh my god, they look like they're being punished. Yeah. Like detention, you know, there are only two people who have to stay back after school to do remedial class. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, then somebody, someone was saying, this is like when you are, when on presentation day, the people, the person who prepared the presentation goes MIA. Which is <laughs> <laughs> totally, that's why I mean, I, I felt like, like this guy, at least he, he's still there for his team. Yeah, you know, he's he soldiered on, team. man. Yeah, so give him some credit. Okay. I mean, it was funny, yeah. but give him some credit. La. Yeah, yeah. Not to be easy. put in a spot like that, already to do these rallies, which are supposed to be done in person with a lot of energy, is not the easiest thing. And for this guy to just go on, like speak English, then take a break while his teammate speaks Malay, come back, speak Chinese, and fucking end off. <laughs> this literally end off with the Moises come yeah. to parliament to sleep. Yeah, correct. That was it. <laughs> Drop the mic. No, it was like literally like yeah. They, these guys just they just go parliament and sleep. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, so I was like, wow, that level of uh, in his mind, he was probably trying to probably he has something very eloquent in mind in English lah. But he tried to translate the Chinese, it just didn't work. So the best thing he did was just okay, uh, just they just go parliament to sleep. <laughs> so Great, uh. we should have him in parliament because when a minister sleeps, you can, you know who will fuck them up lah. He's like, hey, don't he sleep. Call him up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a wow, awesome. Yeah, so it made me almost think like, is this like some is he like a performance artist masquerading as a politician or something? Because like, yeah. he's just bringing so much to the table right now. <laughs> and between between the Masago's screw up and Higgs weekends like uh, speech, I think he actually still felt like he got mm. his point across. You can yep. see the passion. Yep. You know, he's not a yep. robot. He yep. let himself go. Yep. So sugar daddy, hang, yep. please. Let He's yourself this. go. Yeah. <laughs> Let yourself go. Get your tattoo. No. Yeah. <laughs> Scully the, the Scully got tattoo. Ten million tattoo yeah. somewhere. Wow. <laughs> That'll be a scandal, man. <laughs> no, ten million and a cross. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, correct, yeah, correct, correct. No yeah, such thing. No such thing. <laughs> no such thing. Falsehood. Yeah. Falsehood. But but yeah, cool, so cool. that was that was uh, our our coverage for today. Yeah. Uh, the the I mean so so like for the last part for Reddit comments, uh, we are there was, there was, we will be responding on Reddit because we also want to keep the podcast more snappy and brief. Yep. But yep. Uh, we're always checking the Reddit. So pardon our delayed responses if it does happen because right now they come, the comments are coming in swift and fast and we are fucking loving it. Like. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, man. so thanks a lot for that. And yeah, hopefully we creep up the charts on Spotify. But uh, I mean, at, at, the, at the crux of it, we just enjoy the fact that you guys are enjoying us, enjoying the elections. Mm, yeah. It's just a, enjoying gangbang. Yes. Yeah. So let us all enjoy together at East Coast. And then we all sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then go and sleep. <laughs> and then go and sleep. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. man. Happy Thank weekend. Bye bye.